So, as you'll all know, there are so many amazing things that you could get involved in as a church. There are so many organizations um, and people um, and great partners. And we're 20 months in, and we've already got and already established some partnerships with um, a couple of organizations, which you're going to hear about in a few minutes' time. Um, but the whole, one of the purposes of this Mission Sunday and what we're doing is that actually it's bigger than us as a church. Um, so often churches can get so consumed with church growth, it actually becomes about kind of empire building. Whereas actually what we're keen to see as a church is gospel growth, which means no matter where you are in the world, actually if you're hearing the good news of Jesus, you can come to faith. And we can be a part of something that's bigger than we will ever be. Whether that's hitting people in the persecuted church, whether that's... Uh, people in the, the poor in different parts of the UK and beyond. And I just want to read uh, a few bits of, of scripture as we go, um, but it's a very brief kind of overview into why mission is important for us as a church. So this is John chapter 17, Jesus speaking. As you sent me, he's praying to the Father, as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. So he's talking about us, he's talking about his disciples. So, Father, you've sent me into the world, I've sent them into the world. The message translates it as this. In the same way you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. We all have a mission, we all have a purpose in this life. We exist for a reason. And it's not to make money, it's not to just endlessly uh, throw money away or to develop our own successful business or have expensive holidays, um, as nice as they are. It's not even about filling gaps at church. Oh, there's a gap on the tea and coffee rotor, I'll fill it. That is not our mission, that is not our purpose. That's not what we are on earth to do, though it's good things to get involved with. I think we discover our purpose only in reference to the God that we serve. That's when we start to know, well, this is what life is about. This is why I have meaning. This is what, this is what I'm here for on earth. This is what I was put here to do. And it's always in reference to God. When I die, whenever that will be, the question asked of me will not be how much money did I make. It will be what did I do with my time? How many people did I tell about Jesus? How many people did I resource? Did I live my life in a way that honors and glorifies God? What did you do with the gifts I gave you to serve me? They'll be the questions that are asked. Sure, if I make money, but it's what I use that money for is what I think God would be more interested in as opposed to how many noughts are after it. William James, an American philosopher and physician, once said this, the best use of life is to spend it for something that outlasts it. Legacy. Something that goes beyond. You and I aren't going to be here forever. So what can we do with the time we have got to make an impact, to change something. And Jesus gives us that mission, something of significance. Famous verses, and I'm not going to go massively into it because this will be our crescendo to our teaching series of Matthew in 2022 from Matthew chapter 28. The 11 disciples, because obviously Judas is no longer there, went to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw them, they worshipped him. And some doubted. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you to the end of the age. The emphasis in this passage here, the emphasis of what Jesus says as he commissions the people, the disciples to carry on when he leaves and ascends to be with his Father in heaven, often we, we focus on the going aspect of it and the Go. So we're always sending people to different parts of the world. And that's right, because 
all nations need to hear about Jesus. But actually, the emphasis that Jesus brings here is on the making disciples part. So it actually means if we're in Chesterfield and we're still in Chesterfield, the Great Commission applies to us. Not just missionaries in far-flung places, but to everybody who hears those words. The emphasis that Jesus brings as he says it is to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, teaching them about Jesus and his word. And when we do that, God goes with us. That's good news, isn't it? Because when you step out in faith, the last thing you want to think is, I'm by myself here. But actually, the reason he says it is, I'll be with you always to the end of the age. So God goes with us, which means mission is not just for the few, but for the many. Mission is something that all of us participate in. I think for too long, we've just had it as, oh, they're the missionaries and we leave it to them. No, we are the missionaries. We are the people of God. We are on mission. That's who we are. It should be our DNA. Just as Jesus had a mission, he gives a mission to his church. And that's disciple making. And Rick Warren, the um, pastor in the state Saddleback Church in California, says that the Great Commission isn't the great suggestion. Often we think of it as the great suggestion. Yeah, maybe go and make disciples of all nations. It's a commission. It's a commandment. It's something Jesus tells us that we need to do. That's what we're created for to tell people of how great our God is. That's what we've been singing this morning, right? We're to do that outside of here too, not just on Sunday mornings. This is an amazing verse, Acts 20, 24, the Apostle Paul. I do not account, I mean, to be able to say this is amazing, isn't it? I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry I've received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Now, you might say, oh, he's the Apostle Paul, he's special. But I believe there's something in that that applies to all of us. That that's our mission, that's our purpose. That wherever we find ourselves, to tell of the, the grace of God, to share the good news. He gives us an invitation, doesn't he? Co-partners, co-heirs, co-workers, co-laborers in the gospel. We're all invited into it, no matter what our age, no matter what our background and the reason I think so often we don't think about mission and, and we, we think of it in terms that it's for other people is sometimes we forget how lost we once were. If you can remember how lost you once were if you know Jesus, you'll then start to appreciate how precious what we have in Christ is. In the church that I grew up in, which was over in Lancashire, um, they had these posters that they put up on the inside of the doors. So every time you'd exit, um, you'd be, it'd be the last thing you'd read. So whatever happened on church in the morning, the notices, you'd forget about the notices, wouldn't you? But you'd remember the last thing you read on the inside of the door. And it used to say this, and it still stuck in my mind. It said, you are now entering the mission field. It wasn't just those that weren't in Lancashire. It, it wasn't just, it was for everyone. You are now entering the mission field. There's probably some other text underneath it, but I can't remember that. Um, but the main bit was you are now entering the mission field. You are now heading into all you're created to do, to continue all the stuff that was happening in here in church, bringing God glory, bringing him praise, honoring his name, hearing the gospel. You do that outside of these doors too. You continue it on in a life of praise. You are now entering the mission field, which means your office, you make the name of God great. In your home, you make the name of God great. In your factory, you make the name of God great. And it's an amazing honor and privilege to be able to serve the Lord in that way, isn't it? It's an amazing honor to be able to join in with what he's doing. To be able to say, I can be used of God. Isn't that amazing? Because he doesn't need to. But he chooses to. 
And so this morning, the things that are going to be presented are unashamedly about the gospel, unashamedly about disciple making and, and loving people and being a blessing to people. Not about just as churches filling our church time with cubs and beavers and scouts and community stuff, the gospel. Because that's what it's about. It's about seeing disciples made. So all three of these things we're going to bring this morning, we believe, hold eternal significance for people, which is why we're really passionate about um, the mission and the, the, I suppose, the expressions of that mission that we're going to look at this morning. You see, the consequences of our mission as a church to make the name of God great can last forever, can't they? In people's changed destinies. They can last forever. Decisions made at work might last a week, might last a month, might last a year. But if somebody chooses Christ, it changes their eternal destiny. To live as Christ, to die as gain, the clock is ticking. It's by grace that we're here in this moment, isn't it? It's by grace that we have this opportunity this morning to hear about three great projects. And so this morning, before Chris comes and he's going to share first... I just want you to kind of prayerfully consider and think through these things. Don't just go, oh, they're great, but think, what can I do? How can I be a part of this? I've got a mission here in Chesterfield, but what else can I use my gifts for? What else can I use my finances for? What else can I use my time for to make a difference both here and in the world? As a church, we've um, committed to partnering with Open Doors International, which we're going to hear about. Um, and as a church, we want to financially support them as well. We're committed to supporting the Message Trust in Manchester as well, uh, of which Carl is the UK director. Um, we've been already been generous to the food bank in Chesterfield because we think it's important to be rooted in something locally. And then in the future, from I think autumn time, I'm not going to put an exact month on it, but we're going to become a Compassion Partner Church. So Compassion's little strap line, if you don't know what Compassion is, it's releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. So if you haven't sponsored a child and you're thinking about it, hold fire. Um, because it's something that we're going to bring in in the autumn. That as a church, we're going to get alongside a project in the world. And all the children that Redeemer King sponsor will be in the same place. And so we can go out, we can send teams out, we can build stuff, we can love them, we can do great things with a, a group of people and make a real difference to lots of young lives, but also entire villages or towns. If you already sponsor a child and you're going, oh, you could sponsor another one. Also, we're looking at uh, the possibility of being more involved with the Elder Friends Project. It's a little complex because funding is a bit... Uh, they don't really know where the funding is going to come from in the future, but that's getting alongside elderly people who are lonely in our own town. So there's lots of great opportunities, lots for us to get involved in, but mission is not an optional extra. It's something that all of us are to do, and I want you to just prayerfully consider all of these things as they're brought. Chris is going to share on Open Doors, Carl's going to share on the message, and I'm going to share about some work in East Africa.